live from our respective apartments, it's Just Meaningful Plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Claire Narber and Chris Ockham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. That's right, we're two episodes in and I did remember what the intro should be. Seven seasons in. (laughs) (laughs) Two episodes of this season. It's okay. We're clearly so rusty. We took such a long break. Yeah, we know our stuff. Don't worry, America. It was a long off season. But it's a good thing that we're ready because it is night two of their Mm -hmm. three-night premiere. We don't have to talk about night three, which is good, but we do have to talk about night two because there are 12 dances, 13 people. One of them will find out they're eliminated before they even get to dance. Okay. We have to talk about the format of the night before we talk about any of the dances because I have a lot of thoughts and opinions, and I'm sure your thoughts and opinions are the same way but basically they would bring out all the contestants when we came back from a commercial tom or samantha would be like and dancing next is misty may trainer and max and then everyone would leave the package would start and then they would start dancing so no one had any idea what when they were dancing, what order they were dancing in. And I just think it's about the worst way you could do it. I understand where the concept came from and why it felt like a good idea, but it meant that everybody was just like so on edge and then really pumped up and all this energy, but then it's, oh no, we haven't really been practicing because we didn't know if we were next. So it just... yep. It it made a lot of the dances start a little off kilter. It felt okay up until a certain point. And then you realized that nerves were mounting and like how horrible it would feel for the contestants who were announced safe later on. And they kept reiterating, this isn't even necessarily a true bottom two. So it's like, well, if you're not even going to do like, and I don't know what way you could fix it, but for the people who are, you know, last to be called safe, second to last to be called safe, third to be called, like it's nerve wracking. And so then you have this, bundle of nerves going into your dance and of course you're not going to be super well prepared for it Mm -hmm. i would say it we made it to about the halfway point before it really started to rear its ugly head i think alec touched on like you went from this rush of like oh thank god we're safe to like oh crap now we have to go dance and like you have to be ready right now Like, Mm -hmm. there was just no real relief, I guess, to it. I don't know. It just, it was, it was an unfortunate way to do it, I think. Yeah. Is it, is it bad to say, I think the way to do it might have been to just have everybody dance and then at the end reveal somebody was eliminated? I think so. That's what I thought it would be. I just thought we would Mm -hmm. see 13 dances. You'd bring everyone out on the floor. You'd do your quick, like, and dancing next week. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. 
bottom two, this person's out. Like, yeah. that's how I thought it would go down. Yeah. Did you watch Jeffrey's dance? Because I certainly didn't. I couldn't find a... No. Did he dance? Yes. Okay, no, I couldn't find a... Or I assume he danced. Maybe he didn't. I didn't even look. <laughs> Good <laughs> at our job. I don't... I don't think he did. Because I looked for it the way that we always would. And, like, I didn't find it. And then the Wikipedia said no score was available. So I don't... Well, that could be that he danced and they didn't score it. Who knows? And honestly, I don't get, care. Uh, get Edita on the horn. We need an answer. I don't have her phone number, but I do have her email. <laughs> Which is good enough. Someone who was not good enough to avoid elimination on this second night of competition is Ted McGinley and his partner, Ina. They performed a Mambo Go! I don't know how closely you follow film Twitter, but, like, people have been talking a lot about the cinematography of the dance at the gym Mm -hmm. in West Side Story 21, and I really like that people seem to be like, hey, is this better than we even were giving it credit for? And it makes me wonder if it's gaining steam at the right time. It won't be enough, but I'm like, ooh. It won't be enough, but I kind of hope. Yeah. I mean, I I don't need it to win best. In fact, I don't really want it to win best picture, but wouldn't it be fun? It would make me kind of happy if it did. I mean, I'm still mad about Tony Kushner's script, but whatever. Okay. I'm still mad about no Mike Face nomination. I'm still mad about no Rachel Zegler nomination. I'm still mad about no David Alvarez nomination. Mm. Not really. And that Not one, really. I mean, it would have been it would have been fun, but like it wasn't. And you know what I'm the most livid about? No Ansel Elsgort. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke for that, and I was like, mm, Katie might not like that. I mean, there's part of me that's still a little disappointed that Rita Marino did not get a nomination, even though like she shouldn't, because Valentino was such but a like kind of nothing burger, but it was the principle of the thing. Yeah. R- respect your elders and your legends. Robbed goddess Rita Moreno. So let's talk robbed goddess Ted McGinley. Um, (laughs) His continued insistence on, like, his masculinity just annoyed me so much. Yep. I don't have a lot of thoughts on his personality, and I don't even mean that as a dig. It's just that he gave me nothing to have an opinion on. I kind of feel the same way about the dance in that I was like, it's not bad, but it's also not good. And I can't tell you why or why not for either of those things. It like surprised me somewhat. And he had good energy and he had good hips at times, Mm -hmm. but it also felt frantic at times. Mm -hmm. And then it also felt wooden at times so it was just a dance of many layers to it but like i did walk away being like oh that was a pleasant surprise maybe that's why i was struggling because it was all of the things all of them contrasting yeah Yeah. i mean if i'm if i'm gonna be really kind it's just like i'm never gonna remember that he existed on the show so, like, I will never think bad of him. I just won't think of him. 
Ted McGinley, ladies and gents. Scores a 19, 6, 6, 7. And he goes home. And will either of us ever remember him? Probably not. If you came up to me on the street and said, Ted McGinley, I would be like, who? I know who Ted McGinley is. But if you ask me, oh, was he on Dancing with the Stars? I would say, of course not. And he'd be a liar. Hey, Katie, quick question. Who were we just talking about? Uh, Ina Breyer. Oh. Was she just... Uh, okay, nope. I'm not... It's just like, this bit isn't <laughs> going to go anywhere. <laughs> it was going to be... all great bits. <laughs> it was going to be pointless and worthless, just like most of them. Uh, <laughs> so... Speaking of pointless and worthless, I don't know, uh, let's talk about the first dance of the night, Lance Bass and his partner, Lacey Schwimmer. What? Are you a homophobe? (laughs) No, I just, I needed some sort of transition, and you know what? That one wasn't accurate, but it was a transition. (laughs) But it worked. It got us to Lance, and that's all that matters. Didn't do it accurately, didn't do it well, but... Here we are. Yep. Um, okay. It's funny you ask me that about Lance, though, because... The very first thing that I thought, I was just like, oh my god. He is so late 2000s, like... Not even late 2000s, I mean, it would still apply today, but I was like, yep. You're one of those, like, pretty boy A-gays. Like, this is exactly <laughs> what I'd expect of you. In, and I'm, I don't really mean that as a compliment. So. Yeah. So. Make of that what you will. Um, okay. They, ha- they continue to have good chemistry in their packages. And I continue to feel relatively fond of them in their packages and they also continue to deliver (laughs) dances that don't quite feel like the dance style they are however i really did enjoy this one i find them both really entertaining to watch both in the package Mm -hmm. and in the dances so to start off i didn't like the music I I did not like the song. It felt disconnected from the outfits, the quick step. I mean, it just, that never came together. And his posture also never looked right to me. No, no. He, his frame needed work. And like, he had good energy in his feet, but his feet were very muddled and needed to be much crisper. But let's, caveat all of this with it's two dances in week one yeah like this is a nearly impossible task for all of them and so not to spoil anything but i kind of thought that the dances in night two were weaker than night one however i think they were technically better than night one and all scored relatively higher i I don't know. I maybe liked these dances more 
Maybe I liked okay. them the same. I, I can't tell. I felt like there were some people that you saw major improvement from night one to night yes. two. So yes. I think that helped me. But yeah, this this dance, it just, it, it, it did work. not work for me. But I, but I like him and I like her. I have a feeling that's going to be the theme of the season for them is I think they work together. I think they are both, as you said, like they are both entertaining, but it just, I have a feeling we're going to spend all season being like, it didn't feel like this dance. They needed to do this. Cause it, that's just the vibe I'm getting. I, I agree that they are going to be the bad kids of the ballroom and it will always mm-hmm. be fun and entertaining but yeah, I, I I don't love that journey already. <laughs> I I just don't know how much I blame the music for this one, because I really hated the song. It didn't. It yeah. It didn't work. But uh, the judges are once again all over the place on how much they liked it. Yeah. Carrie Ann a seven, yep. Len a six, Bruno an eight. So it scores 21. Uh, just a strange way to get there. Mm-hmm. Next up, it is Misty May Trainer and Maxim Shimakovsky. They are dancing a mambo, a Misty Max mambo. Was this one magical or was this m- bad? <laughs> I'm gonna go with bad elaborate okay they have such an uncomfortable energy yes they do it feels like she might hate him a little bit and that's a strong word but it's just it's very weirdly negative vibes from her end and i don't think it's about the show i think it's mostly about him and this is me reading into a lot of things and so shockingly we start with a misty solo in the dance and i say shockingly because normally when max does a solo it's a max solo It just felt awkward to me. She had good hips. She hit everything, but it wasn't connected and it didn't feel like a dance. Max was quite literally in and out of the choreography, which is a very bold choice for week one. I just think they pushed too far too early. Her face was unable to sell me on it. Like it just, I don't want to say train wreck, but it felt like everything they were going for wasn't working so i have a question when you say they're uncomfortable together are you talking so do you mean both the package and like them dancing together yes both okay because for me they're like awkward it's a very awkward energy but for me it was mostly just in the package because somehow this dance worked for me i was like into it in the end and thought I thought it was underscored. Well, the judges ate it up, and I was and like, I thought oh. it was underscored. Yeah, so I I walked away feeling like I was the villain of this dance, but like it did not even a little bit work for me. I will agree with you on the face a little bit because it seemed to me she was giving a much more like 
or trying to give a sort of sexy vibe and seductive whereas like max was usually like smiling having going for more fun and so i wanted her to match him at that but i don't know it Mm -hmm. This time, I mean, it felt like they were using her legs and she was, like, giving them the character I was hoping it would have last time. It just felt a little bit loose, a little bit free. It it worked for me. Listen, that makes me happy for you. I wish I would have gotten there. Yeah. I just, I enjoy her so far, but, like, her packages yeah. with Max are... Have have so far Un- not inspired confidence. No. Uncomfortable. Unconfident. That's how I'm feeling about this pairing. Unconfident. Well, this one scores a 21 in the normal way with all sevens. <laughs> and then we move forward you know, to... Classic way to get to 21. 768. <laughs> Well, we're going to see another 21 of straight sevens from the Mambo of Maurice and Cheryl Motherfork and Burke. Mm-hmm. Katie, I just need to read you a line. If we don't do a proper Mambo, we could be going home. Cheryl Burke is a master of line readings. <laughs> like... Just the way she, and I mean, it's already a stupid sentence, but if we don't do a proper mambo, we could be going home. It's A plus. <laughs> and it's not like she's saying it to him. She is in a talking head solo shot saying that to the camera directly. And just the way she emphasizes the we could be going home, it just, it's, she is Chris, everything. Dear Galcadel, <laughs> dear Galcadel line, enough champagne to fill the dial. I love your impression of my Galcadel impression, which again <laughs> is very inaccurate. Let's hear it. Enough champagne to fill the dial. <laughs> like I have to do the hand while I'm doing it. Because, I mean, in actuality, her line reading is more like, enough champagne to fill the Nile. But, like, no. Enough champagne <laughs> enough to fill the Nile! to fill the Nile! <laughs> I like that you are just, like, moving your hand forward. And I'm like, no, I'm throwing. I'm throwing my champagne. It's enough champagne mm-hmm. to fill the Nile! Like, if we don't do a proper mambo, we could be going home. How is Gal Gadot Italian now? <laughs> if we if we don't do a proper mambo, we will be going home. <laughs> this is so stupid. My brain is just on a loop now. We're not just enough champagne to feel denial. If we don't do a proper mambo, we won't get enough champagne to feel denial. (laughs) To get the votes. (laughs) (laughs) 
we couldn't do your bit earlier, so we reserved that 20 minute time slot to do this bit to death. <laughs> but Katie, you know what? It's fine. Because Katie, at there's least already we have been... enough champagne to feel denial. Katie, there has already been enough death on the Nile, a movie that I will never watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it, early on, I thought his mamba was a little bit stompy. Yeah. But it it got nominally better. I just never got enough, like, mambo stylization from him. Yeah, I I smiled through the whole thing. However, there was a lot that needed to be worked on. Like, his shoulders creep up when he's feeling it, so he's going to have to work on that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very fun dance, but the word of the night is refinement. He needs to work on refining everything. Mm-hmm. But it was it was enjoyable and it was fun. And it's the first dance to have the free willy move in it. AKA the worm. <laughs> oh when that free willy move. <laughs> I mean, he did look like a beached whale while he was doing it. Hey. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I agree, refinement. For me, like, it just was not a memorable dance in almost any way. I, the, the biggest takeaway was his energy from it. Because it's like, I was going to be like, no, I disagree with that. Like, I definitely, like, I still feel happy thinking about it. But I could not tell you what they wore, what her hair, like, I couldn't tell you anything about it, but I know that he brought good energy to it. That's, that's my thing. I'm just like, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you a single detail about any of it other than the worm. Yeah. Which is not what I want to leave a mambo thinking. (laughs) Oh, I love that worm. (laughs) You look so annoyed when you said it too. <laughs> like it genuinely annoys you to your soul. <laughs> I, it, it's hard because like I'm not really that mad at the dance but <laughs> as I like think about it I'm just like that's frustrating. I'm fr- I no I just uh, I gotta move on because otherwise I will talk myself into hating it. And we don't. You don't. So don't. the 21 fine score it feels overscored compared to the other yes. two but it's yes, fine it does. and then i'm i'm gonna be curious to think if you think this one is overscored uh it is brooke burke and Derek huff how did the brooke bot do in her quick step um okay i really enjoyed this one but it also wasn't super memorable. She looked really pretty. I wish one of her arm dangly sleeve things was way too long. Yes. They move very well together. And it was a very like fluid dance. I almost feel nitpicky about it. Because I'm like, well, her shoulders came up at times. And then I'm like, Katie, it is week one. Leave the girl alone. I thought it was sparkling. I was, I was wowed by it. Okay. 
I I just I left it being like, oh my goodness. Like I thought it was so good. It was so light. It was so fun. I just I really I was swept up by it. Mm-hmm. I hate to repeat myself like Len, but once again, I think it was the best dance so far. Yes. I would like to point out. And I feel I feel bad because I think my bias is accidentally seeping through all the time now when it comes to this man. Uh-huh. Derek just made me feel so uncomfortable in this package. Really? Because they're talking about the quick step and how they need to be, like, separated. And so the way he just, like, goes about telling her, hey, I shouldn't feel your boobs. Your boobs shouldn't be on me. I just, like, it made Get me feel Get your boobs off me. It made me feel yeah. gross. But I can't tell if it's just a general Derek makes me feel angry. And so, therefore, I'm going to pick <laughs> up anything that he says. Yeah. yeah. Which is so unfair. I, I don't know. Whatever. I did think it was very smart and clever how they they rehearsed with the baby in yes. between. I liked them. That was very clever. But yeah, I I loved the dance. The judges, it sees two nines and one eight from Len, which gives it a high score of the night of twenty six. And it's deserved. I really do think it is a deserved score. I agree. Next up, it's the one, the only, Cloris Leachman. I am going to be a broken record, and I don't even care. I love this woman so much. Same. I mean, she is a mess, and it is... A delight. It makes no sense. Yes. She's bonkers. She is uncontrollable. And there's part of me that wonders if that's going to get really annoying because the way she literally doesn't listen to the judges at all kind of bothered me a little bit. I, I wasn't like, it was still fun, but I'm like, if we do this every week, I'm going to get sick of it. I just don't even care because I just get such a kick out of her that, like, I, I, I understand your point and I had the same thought, but then I followed up that thought with, like, but how could I possibly get annoyed with her because it's just so funny to me because she really, like, in the dance, I mean, God bless Corky because he is just like, and I'm going to move you here and I'm going to move you there. Mm -hmm. And now you're where I need you to be. And I'm going to move your hand like that. I mean, he's doing everything for the both of them. Yes. And it's very funny, but it's also good. It's not even a mean funny. It's just, just like, wow, he is really good at this. Yes. And He's, like, not making it look like he's guiding her through the whole thing. And he does give yep. a couple sections, like the section where she does all the turns. Mm-hmm. She just kind of goes. And so, like, when you throw in things like that, and then immediate, like, okay, and now I take her, and here's where we're going, and here's what we're doing, yep. and I'm really leading. It's like, oh, but it just came after a section where he didn't lead her at all. So you don't think yep. about it. I really liked her wig. Mm-hmm. It looked natural. 
Um, it, this dance, I it mean, it was, it was stupid, but fun. Um, I mean, it is hard to judge her because she is an 82 year old woman. And just in terms of what can she do, she isn't doing a lot, but she's just, she well, is. But it's mom. also a mambo yeah. and that doesn't feel fair. Like let's 82 year old doing a mambo. Like yeah. that shouldn't have happened. Well, no, but they, they have to, because they're doing it. You're either doing ballroom or Latin. And if you did ballroom the night before you're doing Latin. So like, is she no, not, I understand is why. she supposed to not yeah. do any Latin dances, but the rumba? No, I, I just think. I understand your point. I'm just saying a mambo at 82 is a very big ask. She is older than the mambo, Chris. I, I know that, but what I'm saying is, like, it is hard to judge. I mean, I could say, I would have, I basically said the same thing about the Foxtrot last week. That she's doing not very much, so it's a little harder to judge. But, like, you can't because she is 82. Yeah. And she's yeah. doing what she's doing well. She's yeah. just 82 years old. <laughs> she bribes the judges with $10 each. <laughs> Bruno starts talking and she says, in English, please. I mean, I love her. I love her so much. She's zany. She's uncontrollable. And she scores 16. Two fives, and Carrie Ann gives it a six. Same score as last night, to which she says, I'm leaving. <laughs> I have no idea how Samantha and Tom are able to deal with her. I don't either. But you, I mean, we know from our discussion with Samantha, it does seem like some, like, because Cloris would go into Samantha's dressing room and I want to see the baby. So it's like, I, I'm guessing that having that kind of a relationship allows you to be better in the live show. I agree. But that woman is out of control and I love it. I also am going to assume Cloris wasn't acting totally this way until the cameras turned on. Oh, a hunt! Yes, yes. Like, just imagine, like the dress rehearsal. She's probably just being so soft-spoken and like normal, <laughs> and then we get on the show, and she's like, "And now, chaos!" And now I turn it on. Like at the during the dress rehearsal, she's probably like, "If we don't do a proper mambo, we could be going home." With enough champagne to fill the Nile. No, that's the energy she brings in the live show. Because <laughs> she's had enough champagne to fill her stomach, probably. All right. <laughs> Moving along correct. to Tony Braxton and the Iceman. They dance a quick step. And was it just me? Or was this package non-existent? It was, uh, yes. Because I looked at the clock, the package was approximately 50 seconds or less. Did they cut stuff because of Chloris? Because Chloris's whole segment runs a couple minutes longer than anybody else's. 
Uh, that's, I wonder. Maybe. Anyway, I thought Tony looked incredible. That shade of blue on her was gorgeous. And the hairstyle they had on her, like, fit her face so well. It was, like, it was beautiful. Um, yes. For the dance, I thought it was extremely poised. I thought it was elegant. It was uh -huh. maybe a little stoic at times. But I think she has so much potential. And I was, I was floored by the ending. The ending was really great. Mm-hmm. I it was a good proper quick step. Like they just looked really incredible together. I thought they had good connection. At times it got a little bouncy, so she's just gonna need to work on that a little bit, like maybe engaging her, her core a bit more. But like I agree, they show so much promise. And there was a point in the dance where I was like, oh, Alec is hot. Haven't you discovered that before? About Jonathan? It's been a minute since I discovered that about Alec. I think it's his hair this season. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I am reminded in a weird way. Remember how much we loved Tamar? Yes. When she eventually will be on the show? Yeah. I, I am just reminded that I'm like, oh boy, like they both feel like sort of surprised, like, wow, they're really good at this. And I just really uh -huh. like that. It, like, I, I'm just really excited because I'm like, I think I could really, really like her. I agree. And like, unfairly, I'm waiting for some of Tamar's personality to come out in Tony because right now she just is like very elegant very like understated not giving a ton of like over-the-top energy and so which not that Tamar did but it's like I'm just waiting to see a little bit more like fire mm -hmm. that's fair it's hard to judge in some ways because it was a 50 second package but yeah I I don't know. I just I am so impressed with her so far yes. that I'm I'm not mad with what we have. It scores a 23 878. And then we move along to Fat Boy and Legs for Days dancing a quick step. Warren Sapp and Kim Johnson. I, I am going, like, he refers to himself as fat boy so much, that's all I want to call him now. Well, she went from the fat one to the fat boy, so that makes sense. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> also, the, the fat one does not compare in size to fat boy. No! <laughs> No. Like, if we thought Joey Fatone was large, meet Warren Sapp. Yes. So they dance um, a quick I step. Didn't, I didn't love their rehearsal footage, just because it, it's, you know, he was struggling, and that makes sense. But I I don't know. It just, I I wanted to see more, like, bubbly personality, I guess. 
it's it's hard for me because I feel like all of the packages were dancing around the fact that like no it's just really freaking hard to learn two dances in week one like that Mm -hmm. just is a very difficult thing to do and so his package was like he's struggling with the quick step and i wish that it was more like no he's having a normal reaction to what's been asked of him well it's hard because they they treat these packages as though like oh time has passed since yesterday and the storyline you got yeah no this is a second storyline picked out of their week one package essentially yes yes i think that's what was bothering me was that we were acting like there was passage of time and it's like this is still week one yeah so it it makes it strange because it's like okay well warren when we're showing him struggling with the quick step and doing this he hasn't actually gotten any feedback on his dancing yet so how is Uh he they're showing him struggling struggling. it's like how is this different from just learning week one dance i don't know it's a good point Um, i i I like what you're saying i loved it i absolutely loved it i thought he had great energy he was light on his feet he had good frame it was very well done Mm -hmm. uh he can freaking turn it on and push his energy like none of the other contestants Mm -hmm. like i when they started i was like oh boy a star has arrived yeah because when it started he looked a little bit too focused he was one that seemed to not benefit from you don't know when you're dancing um so so early on he did not look with it and then at a certain point, he just, like, started performing and dancing. So yes, I was, I was happy to see that. His face was not the most consistent at times because there were times where he was absolutely, like, not smiling and he was focused. But, like, I do fault that much more to not knowing the order than I do to, like, his ability, I guess. Yeah. So, overall, I mean, I also liked it. I thought it was a good job. And it scores a 22. 7, 7, 8. It's like, it's a right score, but it also feels underscored emotionally. It feels a right score to me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like him, girl. No, I know. I just want you to also emotionally feel like it's underscored. Is that too much to ask for you to just feel all the same thoughts and feelings that I do, Chris? You know what? I'll pump you full of enough champagne to feel denial. And then you'll be on this level. Now I know what it's like to listen to me talk about some of these things I get obsessed with. Because it's like, okay, at a certain point, you just need to stop talking about Diana. Uh, But have we reached that point? No. But, like, so, like, I guess maybe, maybe I just love to beat a dead horse. And what I'm here, what I'm hearing from your end is what it's like when that horse is dead and you're just like, boom. Boom. Correct. You're gonna be the murderer. Kenneth Branagh's mustache is gonna find you. Okay. 
That's enough references to a movie. I don't even get that I... reference. Yeah. I don't even get that reference. <laughs> so you'll quote a line that I like quoting from a movie trailer, and I assume you haven't watched the rest of the movie trailer then. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I've seen the one clip. That's it. I've seen the one three-second clip. That's all I've seen of it. Do you think I have any idea what that movie's about? <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what the title is? No. Enough champagne to fill the Nile? I have no idea. I even said the title earlier. Oh, something about murder on the Nile? Death on the Nile. Okay, I was close enough. And it's... The death is probably Army Hammer eating somebody. Okay, so... Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole, let me tell you. <laughs> Next up, speaking of eating people, it's Cody and Julianne. Oh, the toxic masculinity he displays. It, I didn't get toxic masculinity, I just got like immature eighteen year old. That could be a good way to put it too. Like he's just such a kid. Yeah. Uh, and yet, a kid who's clearly been through Disney media training, because, like, in the live show, when Samantha asks him a question, it is all so canned. Yeah. Do you think he had the media... Tr- I mean, he had to have had it prior to going on the show, but do you think when he agreed to go on the show, Disney intervened and Disney was like, okay, we're gonna need to make sure you don't embarrass us no i'm sure he already had because if i am not mistaken i've because i used to love iCarly uh Mm -hmm. my younger sister and i could quote probably nearly an entire episode of that show because there is there is a perfect comedy episode of iCarly like to me it is one of the great sitcom episodes of all time did you watch iCarly I did. I watched iCarly, not super closely, but like I definitely, if it was on, I would watch it. And I was going to ask, are you watching the reboot? No, I haven't. I don't think I could because one of my favorite elements of the show was Sam. Yes. And like, I want Jeanette McCurdy to be happy. So like not acting makes her happy Yeah, for her. Yes. But like, I, I just don't think I could do the show without her, even though I like all the other elements like Sam was the obviously the best um because the episode abby and i loved the most is the episode where they go to a pie shop and the owner dies so they have to find the recipe for his coconut cream pie and it's so stupid and the entire thing i just think is so great i don't know if i've seen that one i'll have to maybe look it up or something it's it is a classic uh, anyway, it, like, I recall seeing an interview that Miranda Cosgrove had given her, like, something where she was talking about, like, yeah, when we started, like, we had to do, like, media training things and prepare, like, here's how to talk to, at interviews and, like, do all that stuff from basically day one. So I'm going to assume Disney did the same thing for him, mm-hmm. for Cody. So I... I think they probably had a certain image they wanted to project of him, but... I did not love that they were in similar styling from the night before. Just 
is a dumb note, but I just didn't love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was one section that was a little wonky, but it was a pretty good dance. He did a good job. I thought his frame was good. It almost felt like he was leaning a little too far back at times, but a really well done dance. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree about his frame being good. Uh, Sometimes I thought his travel steps were a little timid and... At times, he looked completely unsure of what he was doing. Again, I can't tell how much of that is. There are five people left, and now you get to dance. Congratulations. Yeah. It it just felt like he was relying on her a lot. Okay. But, I mean, it it wasn't bad. None None of the dance was bad. It was a little overscored for me, but... I see, I see good in him. Mm-hmm. Len gives it a seven. The crazies on the outsides uh, gave it eights. So it scores 23. Next up is Rocco Despirito and Karina Smirnoff. Now you generally liked Rocco last episode. How did you like him this time? Still enjoy him. Still think it's probably just that I'm attracted to him, but I find him charming. I find him a good energy. I enjoy his package. He really is like he and Kim probably are the two that just like don't pop necessarily and don't they have very understated personalities and so it's like I enjoy this boy next door vibe to him I enjoy that he seems like an everyday kind of guy oh yeah like if backstage with Samantha he says something and just like lets out this big dumb laugh and it just felt very genuine yeah I thought it was a very fun and difficult routine. His face was selling it, but his body not quite as much. I thought at times it, was, it seemed pretty wooden. His hips were halfway decent when they were going, and it was a definite improvement, but I'm still like, oh boy, my boy might not make it very far. See, I... This dance was happening, and I thought to myself, do I like this? And because I did not like him last time. And so I was like, am I supposed to be enjoying this as much as it is? Like, at first I thought it was just, oh, Karina has choreographed a good routine for him. And then I was like, oh, I think he's doing well. And it's going along, I'm like, he's definitely doing well. Like, he improved so much from night one to night two. Yes. Like, I... I was impressed. It almost makes you wonder if, like, Karina's sprained ankle, like, if that, if uh-huh. he was nervous about it, or it just makes you wonder what was going on night one. Because this it's is also possible a he was just nervous. Improvement. Yeah, yeah, like, I, yeah. It, and so this one just looked so much more natural. I, I really left this one impressed by him. I think he really sold it. I do. Yes. And who knows? It could always be, like, maybe Latin is better for him. Yeah. But it sees all sevens for a score of 21, which is significantly higher than their night before. Mm-hmm. And he was he was excited about that, which was good. 
Yes. You like Rocco. I like Susan Lucci and Tony Davalani. They dance a quick step. Mm-hmm. And Katie, I just need you to know, once again, it is a woman of a certain age, and Chris is all in on standing her. <laughs> I stan Susan. Really? I think, like, she I is I don't know so... why I'm surprised. <laughs> She's just so, like, so... genuine. She has a certain, like, it's not regal, but it just, like... She kind of comes across like, I know I am lovely and poised and polished, but she's like so soft-spoken, but she grips your attention. I just really like her. <laughs> hmm I really enjoy her, too. I don't know if I, like, love her, but she was so endearing in her package. She just has... I don't, like, know how to explain it. There's a part of... Okay. She comes... Okay. She comes across as very humble and very just, like, almost, I can't believe I'm a celebrity kind of energy. And it almost makes me wonder if she's not, like, a giant, like, monster in real... Like, if she's some sort of diva in real life that is like everyone should be- what do you mean you don't know who susan lucci is <laughs> like she's given none of that energy but i just wonder that sometimes i'm like she is so like how could someone who has been you know a soap opera person for like 30 years that ha- has had consistent work for 30 years and just still be so genuinely nice as she is well i suppose it might be she's just like this is a job and I go do it, and people watch it, and whatever. That people, like, treat me as a celebrity and a big deal isn't part of it. I do it because I like the work. I love that you said she she feels humble, because I agree. She comes off that way. I just, I like that energy. I just, Mm -hmm. Susan! Like, Susan! as, as, As she says in her Emmy speech, she was only supposed to be on every other Tuesday. So, like, it's clear she just kind of comes in and is like, hey, I'm here to do just a job, to have some fun. Whatever. Yeah. I, I just am into the it. dance. Feels a li- it felt a little careful still to me. It, it got sturdier as it went on. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I really liked it. But at the beginning, I was like, she's not selling it. She needs to perform more. Mm-hmm. It's so careful. And I, again, I don't know if that was nerves, if that was lack of preparation. But I really do think, like, by the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, she did good. Mm-hmm. Well, she's clearly somebody who is nervous because she talks a lot about how, like, night one, she was genuinely so nervous to perform which is why she does not do very well. So I think this format does not benefit her. Um, But I also think we say she's just kind of a, she clearly, like, for somebody who's been working, I'm about to psychoanalyze far too much, and I said clearly as though this is fact. So just know all of this is very not fact. She she seems like somebody, I'm not going to say she's insecure, but... She just seems like somebody who 
even after how long she's been working as an actor is still like, I just want to do a good job. I hope you like this. Fingers crossed. It's okay. Is this what you're looking for? And so she, it feels like she just has an energy of like, I'm trying to do my best and I hope you like what, what I'm serving you. Um, and so Mm -hmm. starting out, it feels like she was kind of giving, "Mm, I hope I'm doing this all right. I'm trying, like, I think that's just who she is. And this is what we're going to get from her a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to be fascinating you. I think it was good psychoanalyzation. Oh, thank you. Um, I will say I, I'm really excited about her because it feels like she can get to that point we want her to go to. I think she has it in her. Yeah. I just, yeah. I am ready to love her. Susan! Oh, Oprah! <laughs> it sees a 22 out of 30. Seven, seven, an eight from Bruno. And finally, we get to Kim Kardashian. What did you think of Kim okay, and Mark's Mambo? But what? <laughs> what did that moment feel like in the ballroom, though? Because you're down to Jeffrey Ross and Kim Kardashian. And so one of you is now going home, but yep. we don't even touch on that because it's like, and next, Kim and Mark, here's the package, here's the dance, here's the score. And like, there's no mention that you just effectively eliminated somebody. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure they totally thought this one through. No, because it's so, I almost was like, uh, it just is, it's, it's off-putting is, like, the only word I have for it. Like, it is just an off-putting move. But the Mambo, I mean, I rolled my eyes at the package, but I also, like, that was genuinely what she was trying to sell everywhere at this time. Yes. Because yes. in the package, it's like, everyone's going to expect sexy, but I'm not sexy. I am a shy, quiet person. And that is genuinely what they were pushing at this time, period. Uh, But she's also not wrong, because I did see, by proxy, some early Keeping Up With The Kardashians. And it always felt like Kim was just kind of there, and the personalities were around her. So I feel like for as much as they were selling, oh, she's sexy, they weren't... They they weren't wrong about she's she's also just quiet. Yeah. So. And so I think she, like, just knowing what I do, seeing as much of the show as I've seen, which is basically all of it, like, I know that she is someone who does not think she can dance. She is not someone who is ever going to be able to sell a performance. Mm -hmm. And ding, ding, ding. That's exactly what the issue was with the dance is there were times where she looked genuinely embarrassed. Like, I don't want to say embarrassed, but like, you know, when you're trying to do something and you might mess up and you let out a giggle, it's like, that's what she was doing during the live show. Like, I don't remember which judge, but they were like, you do a Carrie Ann. You obviously don't have performance experience. And it's like, yes, correct. She doesn't. So 
she doesn't really know how to give us what we need. Yeah. And then you have Mark, who is going peak Mark. Unbearable Mark. Like, it's, it would be too much with Christy. Yes. And I, I wonder, did he think, oh, if I give a lot, maybe she'll give this much, or give more? Was he thinking, oh, if I give this much, it'll disguise that she isn't? I, I truly don't know what he's thinking, because yeah. I think he should have seen what she was doing, and he should have toned it down. Yep. And so it just, it was stiff hips, she looked embarrassed at times, the ending was long and weird and wonky and she was not into it and he wasn't it was just an odd dance it was uncomfortable and of of course it was to baby got back and i just and no the answer the answer here was no and katie i have to tell you i was i was living in real big fear having watched that dance Because I'm going to read you a note I wrote down. If Katie defends that, so help me God. (laughs) Because I legitimately, I legitimately thought you were going to come in and be like, well, it wasn't that bad. So I feel so good that you started us off. Yeah, no, I, I think I can it's it it's a weird thing with her and it's so layered because basically i think when she went on the show a lot of people probably felt a lot of fans of the show probably felt like she was sullying the show and probably felt like she was not welcome And so I think that mixed in with the fact that she is at the start of her career and knowing that she has said that at that point it was just like, I'm going to say yes to everything and I'm just going to see, let the cards fall where they fall and see what comes of this. And so it's like, she probably never should have done the show Because she is never going to be able to sell the way it needs to be sold. And I know that about her. So, like, the so then the first night with the ballroom dance, it was like, oh, hey, she can do this. She can do elegant and she can do ballroom. But then with the Latin dance, where it really is much more about solo performance, it's like, oh, okay, now I get why she has the rep that she does on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, it's it's not good. <laughs> the end. Yeah. But she she survives elimination. Mm-hmm. So good for her. This dance is all sixes. Eighteen out of thirty. Uh, in fact, she is and not maybe even maybe overscored. Oh, maybe she's not even the last person to be called safe. They do not do a bottom two. Uh, on night three of the three-night premiere, uh, the last to be called safe is Tony, which just feels like... Well, you have to wonder for Kim, like, is being the last person, like, were there a lot of nerves? Like, was she not able to be fully in it? I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tony being called last to be called safe on night three feels very wrong. But it, they're just looking to make drama. And it's not necessarily yeah. believable drama. Like, choose somebody who has a lower score to make it seem like, ooh, could Ted be safe? But whatever. Yeah. And that is night two of the premiere. Week one is done, and we've eliminated two people. Katie, let's begin with something different. Let's give out your jaunty seven for night two. Hmm. Who do I want to give it to? I think I will give it to... I think I'll go Warren and Kim. Okay. I think Brooke is the right choice, but I'm hoping you'll give it to her. I was going to say, I'm going the right choice because as much as there were a couple dances, I would love, like, part of me was thinking, do I dare give it to Rocco because of the improvement? Do I give it to Susan? Uh Even though I I have some issues with both dances. Uh, But I I just have to be so effusive about Brooke. I I left this being like, okay, there it is. It just it and see, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not, I'm not necessarily there, there on her as a whole, but that dance just clicked. Glittered. And Katie, who are you giving your golden boot to? This is like actually kind of hard. I know. God. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go Kim next week. And then maybe Chloris the week after, even though that, like, sucks. But it's just, you don't want her to overstay her welcome either. The thing I'm struggling with, so I agree with Kim. I I struggle because based on his night one, I would say Rocco. But then he comes back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can keep that level of improvement. So part of me wants to say Rocco. But I will, I will go with you as well, and I will say Cloris yeah. Richmond. Because you don't want her to over. It's it's like you said. It this refusal to listen to the judges, while wildly entertaining, could get frustrating eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, if you are eventually frustrated with us. You can leave us a review. Uh, no, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify about how much you love us. You can rate us there as well. And you can subscribe, tell your friends, because the more listeners, the better. You can also interact with us on our social medias. We are available on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. We're available on Twitter at JMP Pod. And on Instagram at jmp.pod. And maybe you could give Katie an idea of what to post on our Instagram. Because <laughs> we mostly used it for QSR. And so here we are. Yeah, it's a lot harder to find pictures for seasons uh, long ago. Maybe we just start posting... <laughs> Unrelated pictures. (laughs) 
selfies of us. Get your nieces and nephews in on it. <laughs> if you if you do not post a picture of Gal Gadot this week. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for the local news coming up next. Oh, how boring. I know. Do, 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 do.